Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm your host, and today on this episode, I'm going to talk about relationships and how they relate to the 48 laws of power. Now, in all transparency and honesty, I am only uh, 18 laws through the 48. And uh, if you've never read Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power, I highly suggest that you do. Within the 48 Laws of Power and what I've gotten thus far out of it is it is complicated, man. Like power is a complicated dynamic. There's, uh, and Robert Green does a great way in doing it. it. You know, he goes through the observance of the law, transgression of the law, you know, reversal of the law. And so, you know, what the law is, the observance of it, the transgression of it, and then a reversal. And all of this is just, it can be very complicated. The examples he uses are great. They're, you know, from uh, kind of some ancient times, some uh, more modern in examples, right? Some Napoleon era stuff, but a lot of Chinese uh, dynasty uh, pieces, a lot of um, just very historical events that have happened in observing laws of power. And so we want, or at least I want to think that people are well-intentioned, right? They, they mean well on the whole. <laughs> and I actually had a conversation with a guy at dinner um, the other uh, night. We were at a wine growers association or I was there with my wife for uh, really for her work, but we always like going and hanging out with wine growers and uh, people that are in the, the wine industry. And so a lot of farmers basically, <laughs> so it was a good time. And you know, we were talking about a lot of the environmental laws and stuff, and especially here in California and just how unrealistic most of them are, right. To, to actually operate, to actually do what you need to do to farm, to grow, um, to just operate. And so a lot of the people, you know, making these laws, pushing for environmental stuff. Um, I would like to, on the whole, give them the benefit of the doubt. Now there's probably some, uh, malicious intent in some of these, Things from lawmakers, a lot of the ESG stuff is is fairly malicious in um, its uh, action or underlying cause. But on the surface, most of the people that go along with this stuff are are well intentioned, right? They do believe uh, or do want the best for you, right? They do want the best for the environment. They are well intentioned people. However, they're just so disconnected from reality and what it actually takes to, to grow food or dig a ditch or bring water to their house or um, what it takes to grow food or wine or any of these things um, that they just have no idea what it takes to get it done. So there's this big disconnect, this big gap from reality and the utopia that they think the world should be. So while they have the best of intentions, they're really in it for their own best interest. And I think this is the thing that we have to keep in mind as we go through this. And as we read, as I read the 48 laws of power has been a real eye opener to where people are always going to act in their own best interest. And you're going to align with some people for some amount of time and that you're both of your interests are aligned to mutual benefit. And if we keep that in mind, that people are going to always act in their own best interests, we will do much better in the pursuit of our own 
power and however that looks for you in your life, right? It might be in your company, in your family, in your community, in the world, right? There's all different levels of power. But most of the time, people are going to act in their own best interest or what they believe to be in their own best interest. So as you move through life, as you read 48 Laws of Power or some of the excerpts of it, is to keep in mind that people do act in their own best interest. There's ways for you to to gain or lose power in these rules There's or in these laws. There's ways for you to increase your influence or decrease your influence. And digesting a lot of this, you know, can be, you know, or seem fairly manipulative or evil in some ways. However, it's just to keep in mind that people can be deceptive, right? They can lie to you they can act, um, or ultimately they'll always act in their own best interests. And what those interests are, what their end games are, are going to be completely different for every single person. So <clears throat> remember that giving folks information on where you're going, what you're doing, how you're doing it, that kind of stuff um, can be both a positive and a negative, right? Everything has a reversal. And that's also what I've seen in the 48 Laws of Power, where even though a, a law might be one way, there's you can always look at it in the reverse, right? So like <clears throat> giving and showing information on where you're going, where you've headed, or uh, what you've done can be super beneficial to a community as a whole, However, somebody can take that and use it against you in the future. So when you look at these uh, parts and pieces of like the law or just life in general is, you know, there's pros and cons to pretty much everything you're going to do. And you just hope that the pros outweigh the cons into how you act, how you move forward um, and go through life. You know, one of the things that I actually just read this morning was, you know, some uh, sultan for some country basically, you know, got to power and then he kind of uh, reclused himself, right? To where he he gained all this power, all this knowledge by making himself scarce, right? But ultimately once he only could do that once he reached the pinnacle of power, once he became the like ruler of, of the kingdom. Until then he had to be omnipresent, you know, all over the place, you know, very accessible. And then only by removing himself from the, the being so accessible was he able to get this kind of air around him of exclusivity and almost saint-like. And so there's a pro and a con to that, right? It's just like in social media or, you know, in the, the environment is, you know, you make yourself so well-known and then you remove yourself you know, do you have an air of uh, exclusivity around you because you're not on social media anymore? And one of the examples that I, I like to use, and Hormozzi pointed this out, is like the queen, right? The queen of England died. No one really has thought of her since she's been dead. And so nobody really cares. Um, and I think that's the way that a lot of this stuff goes is, you know, as you put yourself out there, people know who you are. You know, there's that uh, omnipresence of it and you need to provide so much value to people that you being gone now people are kind of more what's the word for it they miss you right because you've provided so much value 
because you've done so much for them when you're not there or when people want you to be there, there's kind of this like, oh, when's he going to come back? When's the next episode going to drop? When's the next thing going to be there? And that's what you want to be able to create. Um, and that takes a lot of skill and path uh, and planning to and really value creation to get to that point where people miss you when you're gone. Um, there's a lot more things like that in 48 Laws of Power, but I really wanted to bring this up in the context of relationships, um, which again, you just need to let people know what you're doing, what you're up to, uh, what value you can provide. And I found that recently in doing that, it's opened a lot of doors uh, for me, right? I don't talk as much about Calvin Studios and what we can do and automating uh, electrical design documents for you know lighting, power, fire alarm, low voltage, security, access control, all that kind of good stuff. In Revit, I don't really bring it up as much because I'm here to provide value to you guys, right? Into talking about what we can do as a community of contractors, engineers, architects, right? Everybody uh, within the construction industry to improve everybody's life and how we can move forward together better. And so I don't want this to be about me, my companies, or anything like that, but to really share the knowledge and lessons that I've learned along the way. Um, some of this is from running and from shooting sports and from uh, the guests that we bring on. And some of it's, you know, from my experience and putting together projects and um, doing that kind of stuff. So whatever we can do to, to help you guys to be there, to move you forward, we're more than happy to do that. So with that, just remember, most people are in it for themselves, for their own personal interests and gains. And the more that you can align yourself with other people on the same path, right? This is why capitalism works so well is people are in it for them themselves, their own mutual benefit and best interests. And when you can align that with someone else, right? For mutual benefit, um, it's when everybody wins, right? So me helping contractors put together drawings so they can put estimates together within a few days a week um, so they can bid more projects, do more work and get more done. Same with engineers, right? Get twice as much work done in half the time. Then, you know, it's mutual benefit to both of us. I sold some software. They got a lot of time back, made more money. And that's how we all win. It's really that simple. So the more that we can provide in conjunction and being on the same team with more people, the better we're going to do. Simple as that. So with that, guys, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, and that's going to be this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. Until next time.